Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're on a cross-country journey to California to play in the biggest video game tournament ever. So grab your joysticks, put on your power gloves, because we're talking about The Wizard. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, thanks for joining us this week. We are talking about The Wizard, but before we get to that, I just want to say, uh, please fill out a review for us on iTunes and uh, leave comments. We read them at the end of each episode to to just read them, I guess, to, to give you guys shout outs. And, and, and to make ourselves feel better. To, yeah. No, it's to, it's to fucking get, show appreciation. Get, get, yeah, show appreciation and call out those few who are awesome. Yeah. Sure. You few. That's what it's for. Tonight, we have a record. We have <laughs> a record. We have a record. There's dissension in the group. Well, there always is. <laughs> Tonight, we have a record. We have five to read for you tonight. Five. So thank you guys. That is awesome. That's the most we've ever had in a week. So oh my god. Yeah, keep it up, that guys. Is. Yeah, thank you very That's much. That's really great. Also, I want to spread some more news for you. Some more cold film news. I know it's crazy. You're like, well, you guys are actually doing stuff. Um, we will be out at the Phoenix Film Festival. So make sure that you guys come out on April eighth. This is the day that we'll be out there in the party pavilion. You can come see us, say hi, what all that time? stuff. What, uh, what was the times? Two thirty, four thirty. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. about that. So come out, say hi to us then. Also, go see some really great films that are going to be there. I know that's what we're going to be doing uh, the rest of the time that we're there. Uh, you may see us in passing and stuff like that. Say hi. Take a picture. Yeah. We want to take pictures Are we going to be wearing your shirts? I will be. Fuck yeah. All right, that's how you can spot us. We'll be yeah. wearing the Cold Film Review shirts. Except for Chris, because he had like kind of a half half excited <laughs> look on his face. like... I don't want to wear that old Jane. Yeah, I think I claimed that last year too when we were there. I said I'm, I'll wear it one day. Yeah, I don't he just wearing it three days he, in a row. He doesn't. He doesn't like representing the podcast. If you're wondering who's breaking all the podcast rules that I set, which is don't talk until you're introduced, that would be Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going, Chris Willenbrecht? Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi, everyone. So this is Mike's pick, and if you're wondering about this movie, The Wizard, let me tell you a little bit about it before we get into why Mike picked this. Uh, it was directed by Todd Holland, came out in 1989, had a budget of $6 million, made $14 million, was filmed in the U.S., and currently sits at a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. So if you guys don't know what this movie is about, it's about a uh, boy and his brother who run away from home and hitchhike across country with the help of a girl that they meet to uh, basically make it to the ultimate video game tournament and it starts fred savage so like what else do you need sure does savage savage fred savage Savage. it stars fred savage (laughs) this was mike's pick mike why did you pick the wizard i picked this movie because when i was a kid it's like one of my favorite films uh i hadn't seen it in a long time uh and uh i remember kind of reading about it online that i may have had Let's just say the wrong impression as a kid, as I imagine many kids probably did when they saw this film. 
Uh, I really wanted to, since our whole thing on this show is to kind of like look back at these old movies, see how they rate up nowadays. I thought this would be a perfect example of that. Uh, it definitely has a cult following. And uh, why not delve back into the old childhood and ruin it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, who had not seen this movie before? Kyle, had you seen this before? No, I had not seen it before. So this was your first time viewing? Yes. Chris, had you seen it before? I had seen it before. Definitely when I was a little kid. Okay. Probably, yeah. Probably All like right. six or seven. Wow, that young. <laughs> yeah. That young, huh? I saw this too uh, when I was younger, probably around that age when I originally saw it. And then I just watched it probably in the last five years. Honestly, because for some reason, this is one of those movies that just doesn't pop up. It's not one of those ones that just pops up. Yeah. You kind of got to look for it to watch it. And when you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, wizards. Yeah. That's so weird because I feel like throughout the course of my life, the cover art for this film has popped up a lot. And it I, does. And I've walked past it <laughs> quite a bit. Really? You're never interested, like, especially as a kid with like the, all the video game images on the, on the poster art? No, like, I, never, I never, I never, what, what, it just always looked like a really cheesy, like, poster art. It looked like something, it looked like the poster art of like, Pickles, a, Nickel- a, a Nickelodeon film or something like that. It just, it, it's just such a like, popping of colors and it just, it, it just looks low budget. It looked like the typical 90s kid movie i think you know i don't what? know i'm disagreeing i'm gonna dis- i'm gonna agree with kyle uh this feels like a tv made for tv movie yeah and i hate to say it because at the time when i watched it as a kid i thought it was bigger than life but now seeing it it just it, it really has that feel of just like you know tv movies feel like they're dis- like they're pieced together yeah like we're gonna try it, it's almost like okay when you watch a tv movie it feels like it's trying to mimic a real movie <laughs> True. Like, there's something wrong with it. Maybe it's commercial the breaks. Is, yeah, maybe. But this <laughs> this obviously didn't have any commercial breaks. It wasn't it did, an though. actual it movie. It felt like it. It did, though. That's the weird thing. If like, you count what? The whole movie is being one Nintendo big Nintendo commercial? <laughs> yes. And like that, it's, it is a commercial. It's scattered with like scenes of Nintendo products, which feels like commercial breaks at certain points. Yeah. It mm-hmm. really does. Mm-hmm. It, so um, I I don't know I, I I think I'm gonna a little bit disagree. I don't think it had that true made for TV vibe to it. I really don't. I think it felt like a film, but they just did scatter those advertisements. Yeah, and I I do agree with Chris on that because I found oddly enough this time around I found myself involved more with the story than I ever have been before. Well, I mean as a as a kid yes. as okay. a kid you, you you don't care about story you care about visuals. I mean yeah yeah. yeah. I'll like, agree with that statement too. I, I do want to note that the director of this film this has is... done a lot of good movies. He has? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you name one, please? Um, he did uh uh give me a second. He was Spider Man. Everybody does everybody know that? Mm-mm. He's the new Spider Man, Todd Holland. That's the name, right? <laughs> oh, is that who it is? Is that it? Is it Todd Am I wrong? Todd Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no. What movies did he do? He's done a lot. He's done a lot of TV. Yeah. Larry Sanders show. Right, right, but there's no not movies. That's the point For I sure. want to say is that he's mostly done in TV. Yeah. It, it's almost all really good TV. He's done like Malcolm in the Middle and stuff like that. He did Malcolm but, in the Middle. He yeah. did uh Larry Sanders show. But this he, is his first feature. That means I maybe his only feature film. I don't know. He did hmm. 30 Rock also. Yeah. I know the name from it and I, maybe I got him in so the I, guy I don't from think, Spider-Man I, I, confused. So Kyle, I, I don't think we're off in saying that this has a TV feel to it because yeah. it comes from a you know, a TV director. Yeah. I mean, I does, I, <laughs> excuse me. It also does have that kind of feel of 
I see where you're coming because it kind of feels like a Lifetime movie a little bit. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. like, like a made I, for TV. Yeah, movie. I get where. Yeah, I get where. You, I, Remember those the story? Remember those back in the day, made for TV yeah. movies. And I get what you're saying in the story aspect of it, where it does feel like that. Definitely. Well, I'd like to say that it does some interesting things with the plot. <laughs> <laughs> it does some interesting things. I imagine we'll get to that throughout the course of this episode. You know what? We'll get to that when we come right back. Hey, Chris. Hey, what? Hey, what are you doing April 6th through the 13th? I don't know, man. I don't think I have any plans. Well, you should make plans to go down to the Phoenix Film Festival at the Harkins Scottsdale 101. Awesome. I hear there's going to be a lot of great films there. A lot of great indie films that uh, everyone's going to want to see. Everyone? I know I'm going to want to see them. Me too. Also, our podcast, Cult Film and Review, will be there also. Also. Where are we going to be, Cody? At the Harkins 101 in Scottsdale in the Party Pavilion on April 8th. And if you don't know what the Party Pavilion is, it's a place where people party. (laughs) And we're back. We're talking about wizards. Uh, Let's just get into this convoluted story because um, from what I gathered from it, uh, they are trying to basically pull off uh, what we like to call in the industry a slow burn reveal. Oh yeah, it, it take it takes the whole fucking the whole film. movie. You don't you don't understand you think, what's going on. I'll let you keep talking and then I'll p- pile jump yeah. in. Yeah, and pile jump, pile jump, <laughs> pile, pile jump this motherfucker, <laughs> pile jump, whatever, pile jump right in this motherfucker <laughs> with some knowledge. Go on. Um, yeah, they they do like this slow burn of where they're trying not to reveal what tragedy happened to this family to split this family apart. Mm-hmm. And and make um uh what's his name uh, uh Lucas yeah is it Lu- no not Lucas no, Lucas uh, is the, ba- uh, the bad guy uh, Jimmy sorry yeah uh they make and and you to kind of finally realize like why Jimmy's crazy he's not crazy no I, he's I, the I Rain Man I, of video this is like the I, Rain Man I think for it's kids understood he has autism he's not Rain Man either yeah he has autism no he no, doesn't he definitely has autism Ooh. no he doesn't really he, no he he has an emotional fucking issue watching his sister no, die yes know. that is not it no i think it's uh, awesome maybe it's asperger's no well, it i mean asperger's. that's autism but okay yeah it's, it's... i'm gonna disagree with all you guys but keep going all right no you were gonna say something about the oh i was just gonna say like uh, my response to that was was gonna be oh you think they consciously were making it a slow burn oh i consciously think they were trying to make it a slow burn and and, and drag that reveal out as long as they possibly could and hint at it as much as possible i felt like i was just was... thinking about this i feel like it wasn't a conscious decision i feel like and we i mean we, we get into it but it is a hobbled together film and it feels like it feels like they were not sure what they wanted to do with the relationship between the kids, and it kind of came together. You know why I think it feels like it's a hobbled film is because of the fact that they did focus on that story, and instead of revealing it right away, and instead of focusing on the journey of crossing America, like their journey across America is like the one of the most outrageous things in this movie to me. Well, first off, because they're fucking kids and no one says these kids shouldn't be fucking hitchhiking or like any of this yeah, shit. They're runaways. I mean, we covered yeah. hitchhiking and Easy Rider. And yeah, I thought but this it was, is with kids, I thought Chris. it was weird in 1969, but, you know, this is 1989. That, um, yeah, it's America if America consists only of diners. Because this entire yeah. film yep. takes place in either a diner, a diner, or a gas station, and I'm debating whether it's just one diner that was just shot at different angles, or a diner, <laughs> a diner, which yeah. is a gas station diner yeah. put together. Yeah, yeah. A, Obviously, diner. a diner, everybody knows a diner. 
But it's the weirdest. It's the weirdest thing. Like I'm like okay, and then like when the truckers start getting involved, it gets even weirder. It sure does. Yeah, if anybody has Aspergers, it's that trucker. Oh, he no, he ha- <laughs> no. Okay, there's a, a, a mental illness abound in this film. It is yes. running rampant because I agree with you. He's also someone where you're like, okay, very he's, simple. He's a very simple, he's a simple man. I think man. they meant meant him to be a very uh, not simple in in, in uh, uh, faculties. But simple and and just like his his like he was a simple man. Well, dude, he went. Like, no, I, I took it as mentally simple. Yeah, I know, didn't say that. I didn't see that at all. He seemed like he, he had all of his faculties. He just seemed like a nice, soft spoken man. <laughs> Keep saying no, faculties. That's the not. word of the night. <laughs> he did not have all his faculties. No, Some, I somebody think was on I, a I agree with Mike. The other day. I agree with Mike. He 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 posed no threat, and he was like that's because of the way he played it. He had to unlike, play it that way. Wait, what is, what is threat? <laughs> what is what does threat have to do with? Because a lot of a lot of truckers do in this movie. I will exactly. Uh, the threat being that uh, a trucker will rob you for essentially fifteen dollars. Well, that was there was, there was a mis- there was a mistake there. Those weren't truckers. Those, Those were people just hauling sheep. Doesn't fucking cattle. matter. Sheep Let me ask you a question. Who? What two adults, even in nineteen eighty nine, are fucking taking some kids cross country and they go, "Holy shit!" A bunch of ones and fives. We gotta go ape shit and rob these fucking kids. Well, uh, obvious, uh, you know who does that? Those people, guys. people who are hauling sheep. No, pe- there were cows, but yeah, cows and sheep. It makes no sense that someone at this time would go so crazy over such an. Uh, uh, Dude, you don't minute- know. This is like this is like this is like the boonies, man. Maybe that's that's like that's like okay, winning the lotto. No, it seems really ridiculous. No, 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 it it's does not ones seem- and fives. Hold on, it does not. There are some twenties and a fifty. In it there. does not no. seem ridiculous because they. Ha- there was, it's a kids movie so you can only play it so you have to play it so safe with like the actual drama that you can show with them cro- like going across country which in all honesty be, would probably be way worse than what they fucking but- went through like so they kind of like church it up a bit I don't why, know I but don't why know. couldn't they have made it $150 because they didn't win that much because they didn't know he was the tell you, wizard that no, they didn't win that, money, that much money to begin with no, they don't. No, that's the he money. That's exactly the money from the bus much, ticket they traded in. He says exactly yeah. how much money it is. It's like thirty-seven dollars or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how and then they bus say, ticket? and and then they say, and then she says, "What about the ten dollars that's in your your pants or your boot or whatever?" Right. And then he's just like, "Okay," and then he pulls $4. out four dollars. So it yeah, it was four. It was. It, it's such small amounts of of money that you would think that like adult men yeah. driving. Hey, it's this enough is to 1989. get them. It's enough to get them what halfway to where they're no. trying to get. I, gas? Took, I took the I took that scene. I took that scene as these guys picked up a couple of kids hitchhiking, but but then they realized these kids have a bunch of fucking money. Why are we giving them a free ride? I feel like the weird thing about but it's that, not a bunch of money. The weird thing about that whole scene though is the fact that like the way that it was all posed leading up to that was like, oh, these are just nice truckers. I know them, and they had absolutely no. There was no introduction to their characters. There was no anything that you could surmise from them. And then all of a sudden they just see money and turn into animals and that's, like tear kids out of a fucking truck and throw them on the side of the that's road. That's real life, Chris. I don't think so. I, 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 took, it, I, took, I took it as that as that Haley didn't really. She had no idea what the fuck she was talking about throughout the whole she movie. Was she's a, a bullshit artist. She was kind of a she's a bullshit. Yeah, she's a bullshit artist. Well, I mean, I don't think so. She, 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 she obviously lying. did know truckers. She, yeah, she does. Obviously she does. does. But she those does, but weren't she, truckers. Yeah, she severely missed. That was, mis- uh, that was well, yeah. just some some guys hauling cattle. I think she was trying to be tough. Pickup. Obviously, she was trying to be tough. Like exactly. that was like, a huge like said, part of her posing. character. She was yeah. she was prop. You know, 
I mean, I like how we're getting so what angry else, about this. What else? Uh, well, what else? Uh, like, because I have this question in in here. Like, what, what is the strangest part of this movie? Because I feel like there's a lot. I have one scene in particular that I is burned in my mind that I cannot get out, <laughs> and I cannot fucking figure out why it's there. I can tell you what it what is. What is it? It's Christian Slater's dick. What? What is Dick's okay. in the movie? Missed okay. that part. <laughs> okay, so when he gets out of uh, the first scene, he's talking to they're talking to the dad, and they're kind of revealing about like, what about Jimmy? They, you know, well, Jimmy, they're gonna get, put him, in. and they're talking about all the stuff. And Fred Savage gets mad, and he wa- runs outside, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then you realize he's a landscaper because what the fuck are all these bushes doing everywhere? And <laughs> like Christian Slater comes out, and he and I'm not joking. If you zoom in. <laughs> You got to zoom in. There's either. No, no. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. In, in as much as you didn't have to zoom in in Labyrinth to see fucking. Gotcha. <laughs> Bowie's. Oh, Bowie's it's, it's not an actual dick. It's behind the jeans dick. There's either, there's either a very large tube sock in there or a very small a cinder brick. Because cinder brick? I'm not even joking. Like, there is something going on in his jeans that looks like a like just a square. <laughs> It's just like a jock strap action going on in there. Uh, what? I'm telling you right now. Who pointed this out to you? Maybe that's when part I watched the film. No, I was like, "There's little things you pick up." Mine's not that one. <laughs> Mine's not that one, but equally as bad. Oh, I think I know where you're going. Okay, tell me. The fucking old man in the speedo. Did anyone pick uh, up on yes. this? Yes, at the bar. Like licking at, his lips at and the shit. bar, like licking his lips and like being real creepy. <laughs> He's also wearing one red sock. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks like he's about to say something, but never says anything. Yeah, I was waiting for what he had. and It's the it. weirdest thing I've ever seen in the movie. He's like a background dude. It pulls out. I'm like, why is he just wearing one red that's sock? That's like the owner of that casino that let him like, film and, there. Yeah, and he's like, looks crazy as shit. And I'm like, and that's the other thing too. I'm like, you cut from this scene, right, of this girl like looking real good in a bathing suit, like getting <laughs> out of the pool. And you do. And then it 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 cuts to because uh, they're showing like the nightlife or the the, the life the Reno mm-hmm. they're showing it yeah. they're showing yeah. the the poolside stuff so it's like a girl getting out of the pool and she's in a bikini with a sure. towel and then like the next scene it cuts to that bar thing and it's an old man in a speedo with like a one red green spot. speedo yeah well, that's what you do in kids movies you, if you show a little you know titillation you got to back that up with old speedo <laughs> I, they did some weird things in this movie for sure I I, I do think the Putnam character uh, the the one who's chasing him down chasing after him like the professional kidnapper yeah the professional kidnapper I thought very that whole creepy. concept was strange it was very, very weird <laughs> not only was it strange but how many times did they bring up he grabbed my breast. Yeah, that, that yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. I was like, they they said that. You know, that was quick th- quick thinking on her part. That was quick thinking, quick on, thinking her part, on her part. But how is that guy still alive? Because number one, truckers would have killed him. Yeah, I, I would think. I would. Well, hope. they beat the. I sh- think anybody they, would. And plus, how did he not get arrested when he was in the casino for touching her breast? Well, well I mean, dude, the let's, the law is very vacant in this film. Like yes. in yeah. general, like you've That's got true. you've got there's the, the one Putnam character the and the dad are like ha- having fucking bumper cars with the chucks in the middle of yeah, town it's and also crazy. somebody's just watching and laughing like <laughs> <laughs> another day. Another even, day on Main Street. Even the fact <laughs> that there is a Putnam character 
You know, there's another person that you can call when you're trying to find kids that ran away. They're called the police. Yeah, (laughs) and they don't fucking exist. Well, the thing was is he tried to get them involved, but I guess the kid had run away too many times already, so they were like, I can't keep him on for this. This is ridiculous. Because that's how police work? Yeah, maybe maybe in a small town. Small town police. All right, you've used up your missing child (laughs) allotment for the year. At this point, you fucking go find (laughs) him. Your vouchers are expired. Uh, We can't can't go look for your kid anymore. Maybe next fiscal calendar, You'll get a few more from us. I don't know. So it seems. I, I, I yeah, they they were, and, and it was bizarre that you know I forgot Christian Slater was even in this fucking movie. Me too. When I until <laughs> I, I, I started again, yeah. and I was like, holy fuck, Christian Slater's in this movie. You know what's and what's crazy about it is that that just shows you how popular the Wonder Years was at this time. <laughs> that the fucking main star of this motherfucker is Fred Savage, yep. who by the way is a great actor. Actually, you no, know, this movie, okay. no, yeah. the actors in this movie are not bad. No, like well, Fred's, all of them are really big. Oh. Like Bo Bridges stars. was gr- was great. Yeah. Um, Christian Slater was great. Uh, what's her name? Um, Jenny Lewis. Jenny Lewis. Dude, thank I you. I also great. didn't realize she was in this movie, and I, I know she was a child star. I like you know like she's her a child star and and one of my favorite musicians. Yeah, she's great. She's got a she's beautiful voice. Solid. Like I love Rilo Kiley. It's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I was I was very <laughs> actually that that made this film better for me. Yeah, I was like fuck yeah, cool. Well, even Luke Edwards who plays Jimmy did a like yeah a fucking fantastic job. That kid. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like I'll, I'll go into the ending here when they they go to California, which is the the that the stop, dinosaur place, the dinosaur the, uh, place. What is it called? The, uh, yes. Yeah, it is. It's well, but there's a name for it. They mentioned Pee Wee Herman in the film. Oh, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. Um. Anyways, when they when they go there and he's going through the box and they're like laying out the stuff and he's like, "Oh, you wanted to like rest her in a nice place, dude." I was teary eyed as a motherfucker. It didn't get I was no me either. I was like, well, nope. I have a heart. <laughs> and that's the difference. But I'll tell you right now that that spot. I mean, like being, I think, growing up in our era, and and being cult film fans. I mean, it's, this is like that's like a it's yeah. a famous location. It's a famous location. Has anyone been there? Nope. Nope. Uh, nope. Never. Neither. I've driven past it. I definitely. We should go. You to do it. if you go to L.A. Apparently, yeah. Driven, you have I've to driven, pass it. I've driven past it, but, but I've never. I don't. Recall, I've been, I've driven to L.A. I just don't recall you know what's, what, ever what's interesting? Going past it. Driving the highways and stuff uh, of Arizona, I've driven past a lot of fake dinosaurs in both directions. If you jump on the forty and head really? towards New Mexico, there's like a whole line of like raptors and T. Rex. <laughs> no, he's true. That's true. that's true. Yeah, okay. it's, right. I don't know what it is, but Arizona just loves their loves their fake dinosaurs next to the road. Is this where they're finding all the dinosaur bones in the think desert? They've ever found oh, dinosaur okay. bones. Yeah, they have. Weird. I mean, I know that there's a petrified forest that I've been to. So dinosaur bones, dinosaur bones. With all the petrified forest is petrified wood. Yes. Yeah, I know, but yeah, <laughs> dinosaur bones. So. There's some dinosaur bones. Dinosaur bones. There gotta be dinosaur bones in there. <laughs> With. <laughs> With all the wackiness that is in this movie, what do you think particularly makes this a cult film? Is it the Nintendo product placement? Is it the Universal product placement? The Universal Hollywood product placement? Or is it this crazy fucking drama story that is thrown into a video game movie, essentially? As a first-time watcher, I'm going to take that one first. Go for Um, it. It's it's almost 100% because of the Nintendo product placement. Because you, yourself, Cody, and I think some of you guys may have mentioned this as well. It wasn't until this viewing that you actually dug into True. the story that's there. So what people are latching onto is this, like, the scene of the power glove being used. And, like, it's it's very reminiscent of your childhood and all these things. And seeing Super Mario Brothers 3 for the first time, it's all Nintendo. That's yeah. the cult. Which is, like, the greatest video game of all time. So. It, I mean, and and 
I, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I think Grand Theft Auto, one of the Grand Theft Autos, beat it out. But for the longest time, this was the biggest selling video game. Was Mario Brothers three, and it was in partial due to this film. Yeah, this film. Imagine all the kids seeing this shit in theaters. I did see it in theater, Kyle. I'll tell you what it was fucking like. Okay? <laughs> you got Super Mario Bros. 3, didn't you? I lost my shit, and I ran exactly to a Toys R Us, and I fucking pulled it out of those stupid little plastic envelopes that back yeah, the, in the yeah, day. Yeah, the little card. Yeah. Take it up to the cage. Yep. You took the little, little slip out, and you went up to the cage, and they said, here you go. I absolutely told my mother, we're getting that game. <laughs> and we got that game, and guess what? It It is one of, I mean, it, it, like Cody said, it's one of the best NES games that, Ever, yeah, yeah. Um, but this, this, this move, this movie. I mean, to integrate an introduction to a game that's about to come out, yeah, in such a way, especially the way that video games were being re- like released at the time. It's not like now you couldn't pull this shit now. Yeah, you couldn't be like Grand Theft Auto Seven. It'd be like, yeah. eh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we knew that was going to happen. Sure. Now, I mean, Mario Brothers Three. That's a fucking nuts ass game. Well, to fucking keep in mind pull. too that at the time they they even call out call it out in in the movie. I mean, at the time there was only ninety seven games. Think about it. Well, that's incorrect. That's definitely incorrect. It, it's incorrect. 100%. And eight by eighty nine. That's way incorrect. Yeah. So there. Now I'm I've I've I'm trying to figure. Maybe out, in tournament play. Maybe no, he's talking tournament. I'm play? actually thinking what they meant was. 97 that, Nintendo Entertainment branded games. Yes, that's yes. what I'm thinking he ah, means. It was 97 because they like I I read on on IMDb and they were like, well, this is incorrect. It's like really like 280 something, which is yeah, yeah. Were, third party games don't third count. Party, it's all yeah. about Nintendo. I'm wondering if branded. it was only Nintendo licensed video games. That would make sense. That would but make sense. That being said, the games in this movie are not all yeah. Nintendo Ninja licensed. Gaiden, right? It's not Ninja Gaiden. Fucking Double Dragon is not. Nope. Um, definitely Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Konami. Nope. Um, really, the only one is Super Mario Brothers, and I mean Top Gear is not. I mean not Top Gear. Uh, 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 um, Rad Racer is not. That's a Square Enix yeah. game or a Square game. Um, I can't even remember. Yeah, maybe Super almost Mario- all of them are yeah. not except for Mario Brothers. They're playing 3. Metroid. That's one. They're playing you're Metroid right. in it. Um, you're right. You're right. Let's try to think of some other ones. But they're playing Mega was Man Contra in it. In well, that's Capcom. Contra no? Yeah, Contra was in it for sure. Yeah. Konami. Yeah, yeah. There's I well, mean, they said way. they stayed in '97. I'm going to just because it is this film basically exists as a commercial for Nintendo. Yeah. I'm going to hedge my go bet with, that yeah. it is referring to the '97 license games I, by '89. Honestly, I think you're 100 percent right. And I think if we look back in the history and we really delved into it, like I imagine no historian has done, and we're doing it for the first time on this show. I do sure. want to touch on. <laughs> the- I think <laughs> you're right, Kyle. I think you're right, Chris. Why do you think it's called film? I uh, no, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> We're done with that. No. Fuck it, I man. wanted to bring back up the fact that um, you also asked about Universal Studios, yeah. and I don't think that this was only just a Nintendo commercial. No, it wasn't. They it was... totally showcased Universal yep. and like everything that almost everything it had to offer, including how King Kong worked. I was shocked to find out that they would actually show how that ride operated, like underneath, because I was like, that kind of takes away the. Like the fun element of it, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I can see the fucking two by fours down there holding well, it up. Like, let me say this though, Chris. You, if we're talking about how Universal worked and they showcased that, this is what I gathered from this movie. The tram ride used to include a King Kong thing that I never got to see in my life, and apparently, <laughs> apparently, Frankenstein and the Wolfman followed you around. Yeah, That's my, all Universal was in the eighties. So. My mom has pictures of her with that Frankenstein. Not maybe not that exact one, but it was one, that same one. one. Me could have been, could have been that <laughs> same guy. She should have got his autograph. 
Um, <laughs> Does Frankenstein know how to but, spell? But, you know, they, like, do you think that was because, like, what's the most fun thing a kid can go do, like, if they're traveling to California? Because they, California, the word California is said so many times, like, in this film, I lost count. Yeah. So they were really playing that up, and they're like, what's the most fun thing a kid could go to? Do you think it was, like, we're going to plug Universal because... Oh, no, it's either Universal or Disneyland, and maybe that was the thing. Like, maybe Universal was like, let's get with... Universal would be totally cool with a video game competition. Yeah. I doubt Disneyland would yep, be cool right. with I that. I agree. So, I mean, I don't Not know. Only that, what but are, what are Universal's financial ties to Nintendo USA? Can we Google that real quick? Well, We're going to so solve say, this right I now. I can tell you that during this time, any, uh, Nintendo was trying to branch their product out quite a bit into movies. Because I know Super Mario Brothers, the movie, that was like an independent film. Like some people in like Argentina made that film. Mm. Like they were desperate to try to like... Yeah. Like we gotta jam our stuff into pop culture, because I mean, I get. I mean, I, it, it's hard to believe it now, because Nintendo is so ingrained in in, in everything at this point mm-hmm. that can't put out a good system. But yeah, we don't know. You know what the Switch? We, we haven't played know. the Switch yet. We don't we know that. Played it yet. You know what? <laughs> Let's go. Just go on YouTube. Stick to cult film, <laughs> Kyle. Yeah. We don't know anything about video games. We're not making a comment. Um. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> it's just it's they. I, as far as I know, they were really desperately trying to. Well, because eighty nine, you have the death of the arcades. Like honestly, arcades are are are. Eighty <laughs> nine. So funny because in this game, they in this movie, they don't make it seem like. No that. No way! It's in every podunk gas station along the way. And not only that, but business forty year old businessmen play it, and then <laughs> right, and, dude, and I was three. So I was three years in old in in, in eighty nine, and when I was be, seven, I was still finding arcades and gas stations dude, and comic book shops all over the place. There were still arcades, but the popularity of arcades were like, no. I'm, I'm sure the, were, the home like entertainment said, system was with, definitely bringing yeah, it in, but no, they were still everywhere. You, you were saying arcades and gas stations and in uh, like standalone fucking arcades were on. Their way out. I there were still plenty point. until they were they, okay. Well, I want to say I disagree a little bit because because why? Wait, we got pissed about me making commentary on video games. Now we're making commentary on arcades and their life life expectancy. Let's well, stick to cult films. Well, hold on, no, I'm, no, that's not what I meant. What, what I'm saying is, uh, is there was a whole resurgence of of the uh, the street fighting genre. Street Fighter Two didn't come out in 1989. No. Right, but then it was like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. It, yeah. So arcades, like they were on there. I imagine maybe they were on some sort of decline. It was a swoop, and then yeah, it kind of came back up, and then now fighting games started. Like, because I mean that that fighting I, games, and yet first person shooters, like all those came out post eighty nine. Yeah, there was the some technology really, got better. There was some really heavy handed moments though for you know uh, the Nintendo console in this film. Uh, carrying it around, plugging it to, into any TV you could possibly find. Yeah, I like uh, that. You know, sitting in a gas station that just happens to have a TV ready for a uh, a gaming system to be hooked up to. I know. It. All I was thinking was like, that gas station had a color TV. Oh, that, that, whole, co- <laughs> that that whole fucking scene. You think that was the heavy handedness. Well, no, the whole scene where it's part like, of it. Where they're in the hotel part room of it, for sure. Where they're in the hotel room and Christian Slater's like, I'm pissed, Dad. I'm getting yeah. the gaming. Say they're he, showcasing how mobile yeah. this game system yeah, and is. And then and then he wakes up and Dad's freaking out on it in the morning. That's where I was gonna put this. It's bigger. I feel like it's bigger than just carrying it around. 
Not only no, it's part of it though, brings families saying. together. No, yeah, not only that, it fixed their <laughs> broken fucking dad. Yeah, it yeah. does. Like, really, video games is what made him be able to enjoy life again uh, after his daughter died. Right, right. How many in kids, a tragic I, accident? I wonder how many kids went to this movie, saw this movie, and were like, "Fucking, just to get dad to play some video games." That's what, what it was. They the were selling family it to would the get parents. So much they were better. selling it to the parents. Well, I, agree. I mean, isn't parents. that isn't that the Nintendo originally, I mean, in Japan, it's called the Famicom, right? I mean, isn't yeah. that the family computer? Yes. And it was it was meant to bring, I mean, and it, and even to this day, Nintendo's whole yeah. thing not is even, all about, like, let's bring the families together. That's let's like bring where it. Wii was, like, when the Wii came well, out. Even, it really, that's, Wii means that's, Wii, everybody. That's every, like, we that's, are Wii. It's yeah. every video game system now, like, apparently is, like, trying to replace the home entertainment center, so that's where all their family usually gathers around. With that being said, though, Let's gather around a break. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll talk more about The Wizard. So, you The Wizard? No, he is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy? I don't get it. Is he like a poster child for someone? <laughs> for your information, butthead, he's headed for the video championships in Los Angeles. Oh. Is that right? Well, let's just see how good he is then. Guys? Pick any game you want. I'm good at all of them. I have 97 of them. You know all 97 of them? guys we're back we're talking about the wizard um i want to ask you guys did you have a favorite character or a least favorite character in this movie let's start with chris favorite character is gonna be jenny lewis um and i actually uh i liked the dad let me ask you this question though why why was what made jenny lewis your favorite character because i'm kind of curious about that i just like that she she kind of like that they made her like a strong, you know, young kid, young female who like obviously had, you know, she came from like a, not the best childhood, you know, but like she, I don't know, she just seemed really independent. Because I do have a question about her in the end of this film. Okay. About how old is she in this movie? No. <laughs> like, was she just like, were they going to take her back home? Yeah, was she so just I going to with the family? Yeah. Like, yeah. did they, they just take her? her. Like, yeah, they, yeah. They never get, like her storyline never gets. So no. get resolved. Yeah. Where's that dad at? Yeah, you know. Where's yeah. that dad at? For all I know, Spanky's the dad. You know, it's like he was there more than <laughs> the real dad. That's that. I mean, that's true. You don't yeah. see the real. I mean, there's uh, no resolution to her story. Whatever. You're just like, oh, happy ending. But you're like, is it really for her? It, it's weird because her character is. I mean, essentially a catalyst. She's she's supposed. To, you know, here's the thing. She's supposed to be your typical, like, just romantic, like draw like i guess i can't, I can't say she's a manic pixie dream girl mm-hmm. i guess if you could, if you could have one if you, if you're that age, age yeah you know what i mean but like she is only there to for somewhat to be fred savage's romantic interest in counterpart but at the same time 
like she kind of drives a lot of the whole fucking story. Yeah, she's the she's the one that discovers that Jimmy has that that he does something special about him in video games. She's the one that actually gets him to actually play against other people. That drives him to go to California to do the whole uh, uh, video game apocalypse or whatever the hell it was called Armageddon. Yep. And and on top of that, she gets him to most of the places. Like they can't do any of this without her because she's the only one with street smarts. I mean, I mean, she's Fred, not a throwaway character. Fred Savage does come in and you know balance it out a bit because he you know he's got some street smarts as well. Uh, uh, he does not have street uh, smarts, man. No, he's blown yeah. his money on googly well, eyes. Hold and shit. on a second. No, it's not necessarily true because <laughs> first of all, he he's the one Big who, who initially finds out. Like he's the one who goes and talks to the salesmen and gets them to you know make the bet or whatever. He's the one who's questioning like this isn't really like this doesn't feel right to be riding with these dudes. No, I know I know truckers. You know I know, you know truckers. What? Like and then they end up getting screwed over. I mean, he does have. You're right. I take that back. You're right, Chris. There's a lot of. She plays both. Quite she a plays both. She definitely that. helps propel, but she also creates chaos. Along I mean, the she's way. a hor- she's a horrible crafts player. No, I know that she won, but you don't you don't play hard eight. What the fuck? Is- <laughs> <laughs> you do you, hard eight. You do. Are you do, fucking you, kidding me? You do if you want to win big, Mike. If you, you do win if you want to win big. I mean that 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 it's was a big, that was a big risk. Yeah, and it she paid, took it. Big reward. Paid off. Big reward. Poor fucking Spanky only got $100 back. So no, he got $10 back. He got $10 back. Got $10, $10, back. Jesus what about Christ. You, what about you, Mike? Well, who's your favorite character? Jenny Lewis. Really? Uh, and I can tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, for someone that at this age... So I was nine when this film came out. Fuck, did I have a crush on Jenny Lewis in this movie? Yeah, I absolutely. It was like everything like a little kid wanted. Like it was, I was Fred Savage in that movie, and <laughs> I had a, a mega crush on Jenny Lewis. And it's weird because like my girlfriend loves Rilo Kylie. She introduced me to that band, and she was like, "Do you know who that girl is?" And I was like, "No, I don't." She was like a big child star, and I was like, "Oh, really? What was she in?" And she named off a bunch of like commercials and shows, and then she said, "The Wizard." And immediately I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's that girl? That's that girl that I had a bit, like, right. I mean, really did kind of shape. I mean, everybody at that, like, when you're 9, 10, 11, 12, you have crushes on a lot of girls. Like, I had a crush on Alyssa Milano when she was in Who's the Boss? And, <laughs> you know, there there was that. But, I mean, I do remember that Jenny Lewis in this movie specifically, and I think it's a lot of what Chris was saying, that she was, like, super independent. Yeah, and and, and she kind of took control she, and like yeah, kind of like not only that, helped she, guide the situation. She, right, she took you to a different like she took you out into the real world. And if you were a kid, like at the time, and you're living in your parents' house, you're playing fucking Nintendo games, which is well, the only reason you would go to see this fucking movie right. <laughs> is because all you did all day long is play video games and never play sports and never leave the house and never leave the house. Right. Um, yeah, she took you out into the real world where there were truckers and you could take a fucking hitchhike and you could go all these places and stuff like right. that. So it was like an adventure that this girl would take you on. Right. But also she was like, in, it was weird. Yeah, but I, I mean, did. The whole setup of it was weird to begin with. Like just her, like, where, did did they ever clear up? Like, where was she trying to go with that bus ticket? Did they ever say? Back, I think back, back, home, to, to, back home to her house. Yeah. And where, yeah. where, where was she? Like, that I mean, why I was know. she there? I, that's I don't what I don't understand. She was, she was on she she was on a trip with her dad in his truck, and he kicked her oh, out early. So she had to get on the bus. So he to go gave back her home. money to get on a bus and go back home. I mean, it's unbelievable because now when you look back on it as an adult, you're like, "Holy fucking shit!" That girl. I mean, first of all, it, it was could, safer times back then. Well, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The, the fact that you look back on today. it, like, there's no way that this 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 could have been squeaky clean as it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't just throw your kid out in the street. Well, you know. 
We don't know. We don't know the dad, so we just gotta assume he's just a piece of I'd shit. I'd like to assume the adults were a little <laughs> more concerned. You know, like with when you see kid three kids hitchhiking, one looks like he's like seven or eight years old. You know what I mean? That you're just kind of like that doesn't. Yeah, but when you wrong. stop and ask him, and they tell you he's a wizard. Yeah, like, no, you know, you just let it go. Then they really, then they're really take, they're taking your ass to the mental institution. What about he's what, a wizard? <laughs> what about you, Kyle? Who was your favorite character? I actually really liked the dad in it. I like the, I like the progression that character has because he really does start out in the first, the first bit of the film. You, you kind of hate him because you don't fully understand what's going on. You don't understand why he doesn't care about Jimmy. And then as the film progresses, he he grows as a character. He gets into video games. He's like. He's like he's doing whatever he can to fight this fucking kidnapper, this professional kidnapper guy off. Like he wants to fight him at every turn, and it's just like it's just a really cool. I don't know, he just seemed like a really cool dad. That and the development with him and Christian Slater and their relationship, I thought was was pretty good because he's my favorite too. Yeah, Bo Bridges is my favorite character in this movie too. I mean, Bo Bridges, and let's be honest, like Bo. Bro Bridges is the other Bridges brother that you don't know that you love. <laughs> like, it's true. Like, you know there's another Bridges brother, but you never think it's Bo. Mm. But then when you see Bo, you're like, oh, yeah. Well, what made Bo it's look... Jeff's you- brother. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, I it's true. I, know, it's I true. think what made... You forget him- about Bo. But you made- do forget about Bo. <laughs> what made his character look even better, though, was next standing next to that fucking dickhead stepdad. Oh, he was great. Who plays... Who who generally plays the asshole in a lot of? I mean, he did all the movies. Yeah. His character was for like the whole nineties and eighties was just like I'm the fucking yo. I I'm just, a car salesman asshole. Yo, I'm, yep. yo, I married your mom. <laughs> like, that's I'm a lawyer. Role. She came for the money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, who did you have a least favorite character in this movie? Fucking Jimmy. What? I'm sorry, but even as a- Get the fuck out of here. How? Fuck yeah. Where's your heart? Even as a kid- Black is the ace of spades. That's his heart. Even as a kid, (laughs) I could not stand the whole California. Like, that would drive me nuts as a kid. Oh, I'm sorry he watched his sister die in his accident. Let's let's see how cold you'd be to that. To my defense, you don't know that till the end. True. So I went through you the whole film hating at the, him. At the 35-minute mark, it's exactly the middle of the movie when they reveal that. So you're holding out being an asshole to the bitter end. Yeah. I see how it is. Jimmy's not one of my favorites either, Mike. Yeah, okay, thank no. you. Who's your least favorite, Chris? Um, Yeah, next to Jimmy and like the mom, who was like a throwaway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the most despised would be Putnam, but I thought the acting was great and he was funny. Like, so, you know, kind of saved it. But Yeah, he's just so, like, he's my least favorite character, and I agree with you. He's my least favorite character, but I agree with what you just said. And that my reason that I, that I don't like him is because it's just such a fucking That's what weird... he represents. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, he's definitely my least favorite character, too, but I'm not going to say he's a bad... He, that, he's a solid fucking actor and solid performance, because... Why else would I hate him so much? Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to say one other favorite actor that I have. It's uh, Tobey Maguire's mullet. <laughs> Solid in this one. Tobey Maguire's, it's his first film. <laughs> really? It's his first film, yeah. He's, he was an extra. Uncredited. Which one was he? He is, okay, so after, uh, what is it, Video Game Armageddon? Yeah, yes. Video yeah. Armageddon. Video Armageddon. Uh, there's like a scene where like Lucas is like looking back, like they look back and Lucas is up there and he has his like posse. Right, yeah, and they're like on some like steps or oh, something. Oh, and he's like, "I think you did pretty good, man." Right, shut up and go get me a coke. Right, <laughs> and, well, Tobey Maguire is like off to the left, 
Oh, okay. And he just kind of like, he doesn't say any lines or anything like uh, that. But it's like his first song. Resounding performance. So is this, I, I don't think Mike picked this movie for this reason, but does this movie kind of, or is it the perfect example of what Mike always says about 80s kids movies? What do you mean? Where it's this... Um, kids facing real life, life danger. Like, not only real life danger, but also like super depressing situation. <laughs> like, well, I want to say, yep. I, I mean, I think you're right. Does yeah. this like really prove his his point? Like, it, it, my, mine was spe- uh, to, to to clarify. Mine was specifically that um, 80s films were scarier. Yeah, they had more at stake. Yeah, than when 90s it's real had, life danger. But can I say this is 89, and there actually is like like we've already talked about the danger in this film is really not danger. I mean, it's churched up danger. It's churched up danger. But yeah, the, I would agree with that. But, but the but the actual like storyline is pretty damn dark for a kids movie. Yeah, it yeah, is real dark. I would agree. There's death it's a sad in it. Story. There's death in it. And it definitely deals with death, and it deals with either abandonment, abandonment, or like for all these kids, like and like or mental issue, possible mental issue. We'll say that since we can't all agree, possible mental issues with the, with a younger with a younger brother. Um, it's, it's some heavy. It it's some really some heavy, heavy shit, shit that you're trying to wrap around it's, it's video some, it's games. Some he- like, <laughs> it's some heavy like shit, shit to, to just to promote Super Mario Brothers three, <laughs> right? I could have gotten a little lighthearted with yeah. it, a little more yeah. lighthearted. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like, what was Nintendo thinking? I think they. I honestly, exactly. I, like I said, I think I think they wanted to get into the market because it's just a, like I was after watching this, I was like. This movie, like, I, I, it attempted to be a very, like, I don't know if it was successful at it. Like, oh, well, I do know. But it, uh, it, it attempted to be a very deep, meaningful movie as far as, like, this story about a family who's basically falling apart because of a, a tragic death that happened. Yeah. And, like, them just trying to cope and, and, and come back to some sort of normalcy for, like, every family member in this family. But you know what, Cody? None of that matters, because all you got to do is go by Super Mario Bros. 3. That's all you got to do. Your dad will come back. Yeah. <laughs> sure will. Just get, a, just yeah. get an NES, Super Mario Bros. 3. Your you don't have to worry about you know, Your dad will come back, or if your dad doesn't fucking, come back, you don't have to worry about it because you'll find a new family. Di- just give di- it to divorce, divorce paperwork on science itself. Oh, should just give it <laughs> to that shitty stepdad and see it, saw if he you know, came through. No, he even turned around at the end, though, in this movie. Even he's like... Well, I guess he's not that messed up because he can play video oh, games. Oh, no. All, all he said was, well, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, that was it. He has at least one skill. And, and, then, and then all of a sudden it was like, and then it was all of a sudden like, California again. And he's like, oh, what's this kid doing again? Right. That He was just an asshole from start to finish. I'm done. I'm, do- I'm <laughs> done with this episode. I'm finished. You guys want to rate this, Bammer Jammer? I mean, why not? Let's rate it. Let's do it. What are we going to rate it? And power gloves. What else are we gonna rate? I this? agree. We should rate it power gloves. Uh, you know what? I'll take the reins on this one first. You oh, just go you, ahead Chris. and do that. Oh man, thanks good for you, Chris. Hey, thank you. That's so <laughs> funny. Taking me off. That. Oh my god. So what? You get called a lot on first for your ratings. See, people... that's what happens. When you sit right across from the host. <laughs> is they just stay, they see you and go, Chris. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> even if it's not Chris. See what I'm always doing. I'm always looking at my laptop. Because it's like, well, Kyle's doing something audio really. I don't want to bother him. Yeah. I'm going to hit Chris first. I need a laptop. Mike has a laptop. You got no reason too. to have a laptop. No. <laughs> all, them, all them perks from the job, you know, all them tablets. <laughs> so I'll go first. I'm in a weird place with this movie. Uh, I oddly like this movie. Um, I find it funny and fun and weird and, and strange and 
um, I got invested into the characters where I cared about them, and I cared, I did care, like what happened between Christian Slater and and Bo Bridges, and and what happened between uh, Jimmy and um, uh, what's the fucking Fred Fred Savage's character name? I can't think of his name right now. Question: What is Fred it? Savage? We haven't even Fred talked about Corey. Fred sorry, Savage. Fred Savage. Corey, uh, yeah. and I cared about their relationship, and and, and Corey wanting to like being the driving force of trying to make some sort of normalcy out of his family and not letting his brother be put in a home. Um, and just even with, um, uh, uh, Lewis, Jenny Lewis, like her character, like I connected with all these, these characters, even though there was like outlay of just crazy stuff, I connected and, and was still emotionally attached throughout the storyline. Like I said, even at the end to where I was like teary eyed, like I got emotional with it. And, but there's just a lot of weirdness around it. I gotta give it. A, I'm gonna give it a three. I, the, I I'm just. I think it's a fun movie. I see why there's a cult following. If you're a Nintendo fan too, there's a lot to look at with that. Um, I have fun with this movie. I'm solid three for me. I can't even explain it. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go with. Let's go with Kyle next. Um, I'm gonna go uh, 2.5 on this one. Middle of the road. Um, you know, first time viewing it, I, there was there was a lot of stuff in this movie that I enjoyed. There was stuff that I took away. I actually, the stuff that I enjoyed had nothing to do with Nintendo. You know, there there yeah. was there was a great um, like you called out with like Bo Bridges, the, the character, the dad. There's a lot of great character development with um, I can't remember any of the characters right now. The <laughs> redheaded chick, Haley, Haley. Yeah, so with, with like Haley and and the way she interacted with with Jimmy and Corey and stuff, and uh, I thought that stuff was good. I think the film itself, from a um, um, from a story, is kind of fractured and doesn't know what it is, or maybe it just doesn't know what direction it wants to go to the most. It's like it's a movie that's trying to pull so hard in both being a video game movie. And a serious family kind of drama that it kind of gets mangled up in the middle a little bit. So, um, middle of the road for me. So, 2.5. I think it's a fun movie. Check it out. But, I mean, it's no, it's no Congo. No, it's not. It's not a Congo. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's one of those ones that you can revisit every like five years and, and get some entertainment out of it. Uh, Chris. I was actually surprised with this movie. I thought uh, what I was going to get was a lot worse than uh, what I ended up seeing. I actually did uh, enjoy the film. It, you know, I I could see a lot of the the, the odd moments about it a lot clearer now that I'm older. Seeing it, um, definitely paid less attention to the Nintendo uh, advertising, but I still think that part of it is cool. So um, loved Fred Savage's character. Thought he was a good actor. Jenny Lewis is a good actor. Uh, the father, I forget his real name. Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. Bo Bridges. Good actor. Um, you know, it didn't. It didn't really bother me that it was soft and you know, kind of lighthearted. Like for the most, like what you said, it was saying like a TV movie. You know, it kind of had that that feel to it. Uh, that didn't bother me very much. But um, yeah, at the same time, it's like I, you know, I'm not gonna like go out and be like this movie's super awesome. It's just kind of like yeah, check it out. You know, if you're interested in seeing what all the hype was about uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 and, you know, using, you know, child, you know, child actors on a kid adventure story uh, from, you know, the late 80s. Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half. It's not a bad rating. It's right down the middle. Um, you know, it's it's just average. So 
Check it out if you want. All right, Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree a little bit with Chris and uh, and Kyle a little bit. Um, uh, you know, here's the thing. Like when I saw this, uh, fucking if, if you asked nine year old Mike, fucking five. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking once it gets to five. Nowadays, looking back on it and stuff like that, I mean, it 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 just. I guess the word that I have to say about the film that would really bring my score down is contrived. It just it just feels like it's pieced together. It's just kind of like just like put together with duct tape, like quite honestly. Plot is put together with duct tape. It, it it's it doesn't know what it wants to be. Is it, does it want to be a a a uh like a, a film that is pushing Nintendo products? Does it want to be a good a good movie? I feel like they they tried their best to uh, compromise the two things, and they just didn't quite pull it off. But there's so much I still love about this film, and maybe it comes from nostalgia. You know, the idea of it, like 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 the idea of what what this film meant to me is in my childhood. Um, but God, like the the film itself is not it's not horrible, and I, and if if you or did not come from my generation, I would still advise you to go watch this film. Mm. Because, uh, yeah, it's a little... I did uh, it. You did it. <laughs> and you know what? You gave it a two and a half. You gave the same one as I did. <laughs> so I guess it means something. I, I, I think there's still something to be gained from this film, and, and it is a throwback. That's that's the best way I can put this film, is a, is a fantastic throwback yeah. to a different generation... You know, uh, a time a time when, and this is something we didn't we didn't bring up, and I forgot to a time yeah. when you would have one thousand people enter a Nintendo game competition, and it's only uh uh two brackets of play. Yeah, That's it. <laughs> yeah. You would think there'd be more pra- brackets with that much money on the line. <laughs> four people. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of fucking weird. We have a thousand people play. We'll get the best uh, three. That's yeah. because and there back, you go. That's it's because like, that back then, Kyle, people knew their limits. They weren't just fucking signing it up. Like they knew <laughs> now, that Lucas and the Wizard fifty thousand dollars on the line. There would have been like fucking five rounds of play to from narrow what down. I, from what I have learned about this film, from I read up a little bit about this. Why one of the biggest reasons why this is a cult film is because people still um, actually hold video game Armageddon's. Yeah. Like in reality, yeah, no. There was one recently <laughs> at a at, at uh, uh, one of the big conventions. I forgot which one where they like recreated the set and like had a tournament. And I everything. would go ape shit if I saw that. Like n- no joke, and I would I would join in on it as well. Like the idea of playing a Nintendo game in competition. I'm sure they do that. Well, here's the thing about Nintendo games: they're so much harder than actual games nowadays. Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I the, the thing I would say I found the most unbelievable in this game is how how much he was just breezing through Mega Man. Well, like, go he, fuck oh, yourself. How about Ninja Gaiden? Ninja Gaiden is one of the hardest games of all time. I don't know. I, I, I always felt like I did pretty fair with that. Mega Man used to piss me off. Mega Man was hard, but you know what? Ninja Turtles was a hard game yeah, too. Ninja Turtles is one of the hardest games. Especially the swimming level that the, you know it, it it's, and Bo Bridges is going through that like it's nobody's business. Like, you know what? He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. He has I no actually, from when I saw it previously, I, I do remember that whole end scene of playing Super Mario 3 as a lot grander in my mind. It is because you got to understand, the, I mean, the, from when, when I saw happened, it in the theaters, like that was the biggest, fu- like, the idea of a commercial, it's like Avengers movie, right? We just saw the Spider-Man fucking uh, preme- like the preview for the new Spider-Man movie, trailer. right? Trailer. Thank you very much for correcting me on that. Um, 
<laughs> the idea of like that being such an event that it gets its own fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. Right. It's it's quite nuts. And the fact that 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 propelled the game to become one of the best-selling video games of all time. Mm-hmm. Like it boggles my mind. It, it like Nintendo's goal was to get into Hollywood to sell their games. And in a way they kind of did a little bit. I mean Nintendo I mean Mario Brothers fucking killed it. Killed it. Yeah. Killed it. Like now they Nintendo's never made like, never again. They'll never do it again. They'll do they'll do a they'll do a a theme park, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean it, it is quite an amazing feat for something like that. It, it like Nintendo will always be the the Disney of video games to me. Mm-hmm. And 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 I feel like this movie kind of like kind of propels that a little bit to some extent. I feel like Mike is jerking off Nintendo right now. It's I've, I've What's your rating, by the way? It's a two and a half. All but right. For Nintendo, it's <laughs> it's it's it's, it, it's it's four solid strokes. <laughs> Not a five. <laughs> All right, guys, that is our show for this week. Before we go, though, we got some we got some more information for you. Make sure you come out to the Phoenix Film Festival. You see us. We really appreciate that. We'll be out there April eighth in the Party Pavilion from like two thirty to four thirty. So come out, say hi, see us. We want to see you. See you, see me. Yeah, we want to see you, see me. Also, we got to do some shout-outs. We got a, a, a shout-outs aplenty uh, tonight. I'm going to start first here. This one's from Grizak. He left us. This one's really long, so bear with me on this one. He said, very funny, very informative. Thanks, Grizak. Thank you, Grizak. Hey, Grizak, thanks. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting your information that we're informative, but we appreciate the lies. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, this one is from The Four Friends I Wish I Had. I don't that's know. That's not his name. Yeah, it's not. It's a <laughs> title. That's a title of the review. Oh, it's really? got a bunch of friends we don't know about. His name is Nicholas M. Walker, though. Nicholas M. Walker. He says... These are the four friends I wish I had. He said, I I listened to one and I got hooked. I wish I had friends like these that love obscure movies as much as I do. Listening to these guys is the next best thing. While I have seen a good number of these movies, others I only know by reputation. So it's cool to go through these list of films they review and check them out on my own. We encourage you guy, that. You can tell these guys care about these movies and have a blast reviewing them. You know what we do? We do. If you love cult films, you have to subscribe. That's also true. That is true. If you That's do accurate. love cult films, you very, should. Very yeah. accurate. You Nicholas have to Walker, subscribe. And we appreciate your uh, review. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nicholas. All right, guys. This one is from Julian66, and uh, he labeled it a fun podcast with likable guys. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... He writes, whether the movie is a cult film or not, this podcast is pretty enjoyable. The guys are funny and the movies, are uh, they vary from so bad it's good to actual cult classics. Glad I found the show and keep up the good work. Well, we'll try. Nice. Thank you, Julian. This one's uh, this one here is titled Obsessed. It's by Mackenzie Lay. Lay? Leah? 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 Mackenzie Lay? Mackenzie Lay? Oh shit! <laughs> I've binge listened uh, listening since I have been introduced to this podcast, and I love it. Uh, my watch list has grown tremendously. 
Love you guys, but Cody is my favorite. Uh, now I'm purging. Oh, oh, there you go. Purging. See, now this is see, this purging is, this now. Is the, these are the kind of reviews that we need. No, like, these no. are the ones that are going to set us up for success. We need less of those. <laughs> these are the ones that are going to bring us to the next level. Yeah. And I'm happy to read off the final one we have for the night. It's written by Admiral Buckles. <laughs> Solid name. Love it. Yeah, I do kinda, like that name. Love it. Yeah, he kinda labeled love it. it, it's like I'm in the room with them. And he says, I love talking about movies, especially cult films, but not everyone shares my passion. Absolutely. The guys of cult film in review do, and since they know more about the film process than me, I learn things too. Thanks. We're, we're faking it well, I think. Huh, guys? I think fake it till you make it. There you go. And we haven't yet. I don't always agree with them about the philosophical points, but since I'm usually in my car, I can voice my opinion without people thinking I'm crazy. It's like I'm on the podcast, sort of. It's kind of like, Ad I feel like that's d d at me, Admiral. Like Admiral that, Buckles, I think you're talking to Cody the most, and, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, the philo philosophical. We don't know that. Though. I don't I don't know, but I feel yeah. like it Maybe is. Maybe he just absolutely oh. fucking hates Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's constantly like, Chris, speak up. Yeah. I thought well, he was talking about where he says, I, I don't always agree with them. I thought that's what you meant when... Yeah. I, I, he probably ha hated Chris for most of the time yeah, until he found true. out how much how much Mike hates Bill Paxton, and then oh yeah, oh we're going back to that. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, oldie but a goodie. You know what, guys? I forgot about. We have even more news. Oh, that I forgot to drop knowledge on for people. Bomb it. But guess what, guys? We are giving you even more ways to listen to us now, so you can actually find our first 50, 50 episodes on YouTube. Uh, and I don't want to brag about this, but our most viewed episodes, the 52 on, on YouTube, guess what they are? Toxic Avenger, probably. Congo. Toxic Avenger in Congo. Thank you very much. <laughs> My fan base has found me. How many times, have, how many times have you clicked that video in the last two days, Cody? <laughs> so make sure you guys go on there and you check out our first Click 50 episodes. Click the subscribe button because I, we do have more shit coming out to the YouTube channel, if I'm not oh, mistaken, yeah. right? We've it, got some video stuff coming it, out soon. It's going to be flowing like a river. I'm really flown glad that like we got on river. this new medium. What? what? You, uh, you, YouTube. they call it YouTube, Mike. YouTube? I don't know what the tube is, but I know I who don't you understand are. How that works out? But thank you very much. You know who you are. So you can go there and get our first fifty episodes, and you can listen to them right from uh, YouTube. Cool. If that's your thing. If that's what you want to do. All right, guys. You can also follow us on social media on uh, Instagram at coldfilm underscore review. Also on Twitter at coldfilm underscore review. You can follow us on Facebook. Just look up cult film and review. You can also follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow him at Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at ah! cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. And you can follow Mike yeah! at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow Cody. Yeah! You can follow me at VHS Collect <laughs> on Instagram. Go to www.cultfilminterview.com to check out all past episodes, articles, and whatever. Well, the dude, we else. have so much for you guys to fucking check out. Just do it. Yeah. Leave us a review. We really appreciate <laughs> Five that. Stars. Five, Five stars. Five stars. Uh, that's our show for this week. So remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. See you next week. 